This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Check out Yin's Chat Regular Season Challenge each week. Answer Steeler trivia and make game day picks for a chance to win signed helmets, jerseys, footballs, or even a trip to the 2024 NFL Draft. Log into Steelers mobile app now and play for a chance at this week's prize. That prize being a signed football by Alex Highsmith. That's right, the outside linebacker, number 56 in your program, number one in your hearts. You can win a chance, and today's question is... Cordell Stewart or Ben Roethlisberger? Who threw the longest pass in a game versus the Ravens? Make sure you log into the Steelers mobile app and log your answer now. Going to be a fun one. Going to be a fun one. We are back inside the locker room. Wolf and, you know, I mean, we we look at this this game coming up against the Ravens. And what it it means, the rat birds, as I like to call them. They're rat birds. They're not Ravens. They're the... Baltimore Ratbirds. <laughs> um, you know, 1 o'clock in Acrisure. This is the premium beef eater matchup contest. I mean, this is this is the rivalry game for the Steelers in the AFC North, right? No doubt. This is the one where we figure out who we are. And so much so that Coach Tomlin decided this, 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 this is a padded week. Yeah, because you want to set the tempo and the mindset early in this situation. You want to get inside the psyche to let them know, to let the guys know, this is a physical matchup. The game dictates this. So when we're talking about in the last hour, right, right, rehashing player availability yesterday and listening to what players were saying, th- that lets you know. That they're starting to understand what what what's upon, what's coming upon them rapidly, as we as we as we barrel towards Sunday, and this is a game where you tie you, you tighten your shoelaces a little bit tighter. You know, you get a little extra sleep. You 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 might you you might eat, you you might even eat cereal with no spoon. You know what I'm saying? Like like this is the type of day Strap where strap on just, a feed bag. <laughs> that's right you're just like like listen i'm just so mad i'm just i'm just i'm just i'm just i'm just i'm just i'm just, I'm just gonna five finger dip in these cheerios man no milk you know type of deal you you you've got to get your head on straight i mean that's what this rivalry what, type of week is like and that's what pads does to set it up you know i i i i look at it this way you know max some people don't understand, well, well, why do you have referees come to practice? Well, the first thing with the referees, besides the fact that they flo- they throw flags and, you know, they get their skill work done, what's that do to you as a player? It makes you aware, self-aware of what you're doing, more so than if there wasn't an, an, an NFL referee standing there. Am I right? I mean, you see the zebras, what do you do? You start to bring your hands in, you make sure you're – proper placement, all those things that you don't necessarily think about a whole lot when there's no NFL zebras there. Am I correct? Yes, absolutely. You, you, the, the attention to detail and the sense of urgency gets heightened when you, when you see those guys with whistles out there. Okay, so point number two then. With pads, if you put pads on, your self-awareness goes up and the intensity of the practice naturally rises 
because even though you're not going to be driving each other into the ground or anything, you still are going to have some big hits, and you still are going to have to make sure your pad level, be self-aware with your pad level, where your hands are on the pads, all those things, and, you know, catching the ball running and all that, that, that sort of stuff. With the pads, it just naturally makes you more self-aware. And I think it's a good thing. And I, I think that Mike was very accurate in going to to the pads right before the, the uh, Ratbirds game. Yeah, it, 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 it's needed, especially when you see the type of physicality that was that was missing in the game. And, you know, you want to make sure that that is, that is not the case when the Ravens come rolling into town because you've got to be mentally prepared. You've got to be strapped in to make sure that you're ready to deal with the natural adversity that this game is going to dictate. It's going to demand a certain level of physicality right. to get through it because now we're, we're back in divisional football. You know, yes, and, yeah. and division, and, and what Mike Tomlin has said since day one that rings true. Seventeen years later, division dominance precedes any other in your season. You must yeah. dominate your division if you have aspirations for the postseason. Well, the, the, you know, yes, the Texas game was a bad loss, but guess what? It was not a division game. It right. was in conference, and yes. That, that could come down the road and be some type of seven-way tiebreaker, blah, 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 blah. But if you beat everybody's face in your division, there's no question. I don't need a tiebreaker. Right. I broke, I broke, I broke the tie when, when I went and whipped everybody in my division. Well, here's the thing. Think about this. If the Steelers would lose to the Ravens, that would mean all their, road, their division road games, they're done. Right? They went into Cincinnati. Yeah. They went into Cleveland. And now it would be into Pittsburgh. So, in other words, the road to, if you would drop this game, the road to winning the division is going to be even more or even harder because of the fact that uh, they've already got their road victories out of the way. That's right. Uh, that, that You're absolutely right. And that means that the last three will all happen at home for them. And you have to think, worst case scenario, you lose one of those, you're still, you're still in the driver's seat. Yep. So, it, the onus is – Block the Ravens, <laughs> you yeah. know, while, 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 while giving yourself an opportunity as well. Because you win this game, guess what? You, you're, you're, you're right in the same spot as the Ravens are. Yeah, exactly so. Yeah, you are. And you don't have a loss in the division, column. They would. So everything is still in front of you. We're at that early part of the season where you still control your fate. Yeah, you know, I've been in those situations where we didn't control our fate early. Terrible, isn't it? And then at the end, and you're waiting for somebody else to do something, and then if they do something, and we do something, and then somebody else does something, oh, then we got to show. I remember those days yeah. where you're wondering if if you are. But now, you know, you're at a point where you can go capture that yourself. I don't want to be in week 18 wondering, man, will we get in or will we not get in? We're at week five. You can affect all of that. You go out there and you win. It will cure all those ills. It will put you right back in the race. And you start to distance yourself from the distasteful feeling of the two losses you had. A win in division writes that wrong. Think about the San Francisco game, how embarrassing that was, right? Oh, yeah. But then you come back on Monday Night Football and you beat the, you beat the Browns. Mm-hmm. And everybody feels a lot better right. than they did after week one. Same thing here. You have 
you know, an embarrassing loss against the Texans, what are you going to do? Mm. You got another division opponent, somebody you know well, they know you well. There's not really a lot of secrets here. You're not you're not meeting the representative. You're you're get, you're getting the real deal here. And how are you going to respond? This is a team we've played a lot, and we 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 still lead the series against this squad. I mean, that's something. But what are you going to do to continue to make that so? Lamar Jackson has not had a great game in Pittsburgh yet. Nope. <laughs> exactly he's so. Still, he's still searching for it. Yes, he's what, make, uh, make him search longer. Yeah, if I recall, he's like uh, missed uh, a ton of games. I'm trying to remember. Yeah. I think, oh, man, I got the stat here somewhere, and I can't find it. It's going to drive me crazy until I can find it. But uh, uh, let's see. You know what? He is 1-2 and two in career versus the Steelers, has missed three straight and five overall versus the Steelers. I mean, let me say that again. His career against the Steelers is 1-2. and two. Again, he has missed three straight and five overall versus the Steelers. And the Steelers have sacked Lamar Jackson 16 times in three career starts. I This is what I like. You know, we've got, we've got a game plan against this guy. It will be interesting to see how it manifests itself. But, again, I go to the positives of putting on the pads because here's – Here's a couple that think about this, Max, and tell me what you, your response to it. 79%, all right, about 80, 80% of the rushing yards the Steelers have allowed have come after first contact. Ow. I mean, that tells Oof. you something about the need for pads, right? Yes. Yes, that, that, that's a glaring stat. <laughs> how, how about 40% of the passing yards the Steelers have allowed are yak yards? So when you look at the, yeah. you know a 300-yard game, Forty uh, percent of that. Do the math. I don't know. All right, one hundred and twenty yards. Okay, thank you. All right, <laughs> twenty yards of that is yak yards. That's a lot, yeah. man. That's way too much. Yeah, that's way too much. That means you're not putting the guy on the ground as soon as, as soon as he got, grabs the ball. Right. Um, you've got to eliminate that. And like you said, first contact, and they get eighty percent of their rushing yards after that first contact. That means you're hitting them at the backfield or at the line of scrimmage initially. And and these and, and the running backs or runners are driving through that first contact. Right, right. It's it's Rap, scary, but that's why hit, you got to got to go pads. You know, here's the yeah, thing: you have to. Yeah, the, but think about this: the CBA limits you to eleven padded sa- sessions throughout the first uh, eleven weeks. All right, I mean that's you you can go eleven and eleven, so you get one a week. But that but that's also I think thirteen over the seventeen because the last month or so they you know, pull the pads, that sort of thing. Yeah. And that's... They pull pads. And in that first 11, you're allowed one double padded week, I believe. Are you? Okay. Yeah, this you may be the week allowed. for a double padded session, baby. That, and that's what I thought That's what I thought Tomlin was signaling was, hey, we're going to double up. <laughs> you yeah. know, when he was talking about put the pads. I know they hadn't had any pads over the last two weeks. Right. But I think this is the one where you're like, you know what? We need to go back to back. Yeah. And just to drive home the point yeah. that, you know, you are cleaner, you are crisper when you put pads on. And, you know, you talked about it earlier, Wolf, you know, the the need for feeling that contact, mm-hmm. raising the awareness level, right. your intensity changes when you put the pads on. And to put them on during the week and then go carry those pads to the, to the field on Sunday – you're already in a in a mode 
right. when you don't carry the pads and then and then and then and then you get the pads on Sunday, it's like, oh man, okay, I gotta get readjusted up, recalce the body, okay, let me just check my shoulders. You start doing all this stuff. Whereas when you put the pads on on Sunday after a double pad a week, and, and trust me, I'm a person that can speak to that. I'll never forget uh, in 2011, I, uh, I, was, I was released and the Steelers brought me back, right? Right. <laughs> My first week back, it was week five. We're playing Jacksonville. We knew, you know, Jacksonville still was a very physical game back right. then because Jacksonville had a really good defense. Offense was questionable, but defense, you, you never questioned it. And so, you know, Tom was like, oh, well, we got to get Max acclimated. He missed training camp and all this other stuff. <laughs> well, we're, we're going back to you. back. Oh, they loved me. They loved to see me back. Uh, and they're like, we're going back to back. And I never forget that, man. I stepped in there and Wednesday. It was – Let's, no, no, I'm sorry. This is 2010 season. 2010 okay. going into 11. Um, I, I had now, mind you, Wolf. I herniated a disc in my neck. Right. Halloween, um, of the previous year. So. Oh nine was the. Yeah. Oh right? nine. I just wanted yeah. to show you my math skills. Okay. <laughs> you, you, you're good. You, you, you're good. You, you're good. <laughs> And so I I remember that I had I hadn't hit somebody. I mean, this is about eleven months. I hadn't put on pads. I hadn't hit anybody. And this is my first day back on a Wednesday, and we're going pads. Mm. And I'm like, okay, all right. Well, we're, we're going to see how this goes. And it was one of those. It was a physical practice. You could see the intensity. And then we come back on Thursday, and now it's back-to-back. Mind you, there's no acclimation period back then. NFL, PA, yeah. none, of that is, none of that is present. Um, you know, that is a very, very new CBA rule. Um, we had the first altered CBA. So we go back-to-back padded practices. And I remember Coogs looking at me and saying, Hey, Max, man, if you're, if you're tired or you need a blow, just tap your helmet, right? <laughs> and Jonathan Scott's going to come in. Never forget this. Still, I, I love Jay Scott. Oh yeah, but I'll never forget in that first practice, I was looking. I was like, man, you know, I'm trying. My body's sore. You know, yeah. three three periods into practice, I'm like, okay, you know what? I might take might take a couple plays off. I turn back, tap my helmet. Nobody comes running into the huddle. <laughs> Come on! And I'm like, I'm like, oh, so this is how we're doing it. All right, cool. Bet I know what this is. So we get to the end of practice, and it's the competitive. It's the you know five five plays, right? Uh, you know, iron sharpens iron. Period. Where it's ones on ones. And I don't forget. <laughs> Jay Scott comes up to me, and Jay Scott, says, "Hey Max, man, if you need me to come in, man, I'm I'm ready to come in." <laughs> Where have you been? <laughs> I was like, I was like, you did you you didn't see me tap my helmet two periods ago. Uh, well, no, I, 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 I no, <laughs> sit, sit your behind back there. Of course, that's being, I'm using very nice nomenclature now. Right. Right. And I was like, what? I was, I was like, watch me work. And I finished the whole practice. I was like, you know what? I, I refuse. I refuse to tap my helmet. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing it when it's convenient. I'm not doing this at that moment. It's, it's no, not now the drive is hit. Now, mind you, I've been off 11 months, Wolf. Right. So. The dog has been locked up in the cage for a while. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? 
time to let them howl. So, you know, and then we get into day two, and now I'm getting back in the groove of things. I'm, feel, I'm feeling good. And then we get to the game on Sunday. Coach's like, hey, Max, man, you know, we're going to take you out one series. You know, it's your first time back. We want to make sure we don't wear you down in the first game. Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, whatever, Coops. So, mm-hmm. you know, we get out there. And then I'm looking, you know, we go, he's like, it's going to happen in the first half. I want to make sure we get it done in the first half. So, first half comes and goes. I have not been taken out at all. <laughs> you know, for <laughs> serious. I'm like, you know what? Hey, it's all good, man. I'm feeling good. I'm playing good. Yep. We go to punt. And... And so we run to the sideline and we were backed up and it was a backed up situation. We, you know, we got like two first downs, but it, you know, we're punting. And so I'm like, all right, cool. Well, we run a fake punt and Ryan Mundy gets the first down. He takes the ball like all the way down, like inside, like oh, the 10 yard that. line. I remember that. Yeah. Yep. Remember the fake. Yeah. Yep. And I'm going to run, you know, I'm grabbing my home. Oh man, we're about to go. And Cooks grabs me by my forearm. I was like, no, 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 no. I'm like, what do you mean? I was like, we got the ball. There's no flag on the field. He's like, this is your series. I'm like, what? Are you serious? This is my series. We're on the 10-yard. Take me out the next series, like when we have a kickoff or something. And we got to go like 80 yards. Don't don't, don't take me out when we're 10 yards away from scoring. And so I had to sit out. They score in two plays. That was my series off that entire game. (laughs) Don't you love that, huh? I mean, come on. I was like, isn't this something? But you know what? Came back. I I got my one and only game ball for Mike Tomlin that game. Ooh, that's nice. Well, well earned. So, you know, it was was well earned, well worth it. But just goes to show you, like, the mentality of what you're going into. The pads set the tone for that day. And it set them for me, especially as a guy who was removed from the game for a while. I, w- I didn't go through training camp. I didn't go through, you know, everything to lead up to the season. I was, I was transplanted right into the middle of the season, and you know, they they were they were down a couple. I believe we were like two and two, or maybe one and three at that point. And and so to come in and to play. Um, you know, everybody was was at a different level. So, I mean, the pads do make a difference, and they are a great equalizer um, in, in setting the mind for a tough matchup. No question about it. I just think it's a good move. I hope that uh, Mike puts them back in pads again today. You know, we'll find out. But, you know, if you, even if they don't, if they can't, I don't know. Because I don't understand all the CBA rules. They, you know, they just can drive you crazy after a while. But the fact was, pads always set a tone and make a statement from the coach to the players and from the players to each player what's going on and the type of intensity and attitude you got to have and manifest come Sunday. And certainly that's what we're hoping for, Max. They got to pull it together, they got to get their pad leveled right. They got to be able to tackle correct. You know what I'm you know, I'm talking about. When it, here's the oh, thing, yeah. Lamar Jackson. All right, he's this guy's had more hundred yard games, rushed for more hundred yard games than any quarterback in NFL history. All right, this is a guy that you got to hit, you got to tackle. There's a reason why the Steelers have done well with him. Why he's only one and two, because of the fact they go after him and they put him in the dirt. And I I'm hoping that we're going to see that very same thing. And at the same time. Um, offensively, we need to keep him off the field. And you do that, how do we do that? By rolling the chains, right? It's time of possession. It's one of your greatest assets. So these are things that, you know, have to come into fruition. 
hopefully with the the the, the tone setting pads week we got um, the two trains one track coming up i'm looking forward to it my friend no i'm looking forward to it as well well if this is going to be one where you're going you're to test your metal you're going to see you're going to see what the grit and the determination is with the team when you're backed up against the wall like yeah. this is this is that type of moment so all right. Well, we are back up against the wall too. It's called. It's, it's called. It's called the. It's called the, the break wall. Break wall. Uh, so so we're gonna break and not get broken in this process, and we'll be right back here inside the locker room. It's Wolf Starks, Ninjas, Squirrels, everybody. We'll be back in a minute. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, yeah. You know, we got an important game coming up, and it's at Acrisure. But, you know, the importance of fan noise cannot be overestimated. One of the things is T.J. Watt talked about that after the Vegas game. But this is going to be at Acrisure, but hit it. No, man, Steel Nation has been incredible, uh, whether we're at Acrisure or we're here on the road or hopefully next week too. I just want them all to know the importance that is to the game. To be able to have a team on a silent count in their own stadium is pretty demoralizing, and it also helps the pass rush so much more. And uh, I'm very appreciative for everybody that came out tonight as well. And that's exactly what it's all about. you got to get the pass rush going. And, you know, with a, with a group of guys that right now – the Steelers' defense is second in the league in pressuring quarterbacks, okay? So we got to get them back to one. And wh- how you do that is by the fans just being really loud this weekend when the Steelers take on the Ravenites at Acrisure. Think about this. Now, Max, when the Steelers get pressure on opposing quarterbacks, they allow a 40% completion rate, all right, and five yards per attempt. Because when the, when the heat's in the kitchen, you got to dump the ball off. You got to check it down. You don't have time to throw it down the field. So you're talking about, on average, around five yards when, the, when that happens. But when Jackson, I'm sorry, and when they don't get pressure and the completion rate uh, goes up, it goes up to nearly 70%. Think about that from 40% to 70%. And then the average depth of target goes from, oh, about five yards to about a first down. Okay, so that tells you right away how important that pass rush is because the coverage is more exposed the longer of obviously that a quarterback can observe it, correct? You are absolutely correct. If you get a chance to survey, you're you're in a good position. If you don't get a chance to survey, then you're not in such a good position. Back to you, Wolf. There you go. And that's the point. And the point is TJ's talking about, you know, when, when it's in a in a visiting team, you know, in a stadium there, and you got the silent count going there, that's not only demoralizing, but it really helps the pass rush situation. Well, even more so at Acrisure, you can help out the pass rush, and we got to get this pass, pass rush going. Because when Jackson is pressured, he completes just 46% of his passes but when when Lamar Jackson is clean he completes 83 that's huge man that is absolutely huge yeah and 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 right now you also have to remember um 
you know, for a team that they played in Cleveland, uh, Lamar Jackson set season highs in his completion percentage just last week, mm-hmm. right? Uh, you know, went almost 79% completion percentage and had his fourth career game where he had two-plus rushing touchdowns and passing touchdowns. Right. He, he had four total, two pass, two rush. That's tied for fourth uh, mo- most all-time. So you think about that. He's try he's he's try he's trying to set himself on a record, right? New deal, new health all of a sudden. And he's trying to come in here and like you said, he knows that he's behind the eight ball when it comes to the Steelers matchup. I mean, th- and here's the funny thing, Wolf. Yep. So I, I, I've been working here for now three years, right? Right. I've only seen Lamar Jackson play against the Steelers once. Hmm. How about that? So this will be just my second time seeing him in his entire career. And, you know, my time with the Steelers, uh, you know, I've only, like you said, I've only, he's only played in three of them and I've only been present for one of those. Right. That's crazy when you think of that. Like I've seen more Brett Hundley (laughs) or what was his name? What was his name? Huntley. Huntley. Yeah. Huntley. I've seen, I've seen more of Huntley than I have seen of Lamar Jackson. And he's a starting quarterback and the franchise quarterback for this team. That's it's crazy. I mean, he's one and two versus the Steelers, like I said, missed three in a row, five overall, you know, games that, uh, you know, versus the Steelers. Um, it's just one of those situations where, you know, he, he got nicked up, got uh, injured, wasn't able to make the start. But, you know, you look at him and he's he's got uh, 21% of all Baltimore rushing attempts. 21%. That's a huge amount for a quarterback to have. Yeah, it, it, it is. It is. And, you know, Lamar is a, is, is a, is a skilled player. Let's just, let's just call it what Boy, it is. He like, is. He he's is. a great player. He, yep. he, he, you know, he's elite. I think we could say that he's an elite football yeah. player. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, and I don't toss that phrase around all willy nilly. Like, Oh, this guy's elite. That mm-hmm. guy's elite. No, 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 no. Lamar is elite. Yeah. <laughs> That's one thing that we have to acknowledge. Now, us as Steeler fans can't appreciate his eliteness as much because we don't see him that often. Right. <laughs> you know, he's last three straight five in his career. We haven't seen that much of a snapshot to, I think, appreciate what the rest of the league is seeing. I'm sure the Bengals wish that Lamar would miss more games against them. I'm sure the Cleveland <laughs> Browns wish that, they, that he would miss right. more games against them. Uh, but for some reason, one reason or another, we're now going to get that opportunity, and I, I can't wait for it because, like you said, he doesn't have success. And the last time I remember him playing in Acrisure Stadium, actually, I have not. Se- actually, the last time I saw him was it was, was in Pittsburgh. I've never seen him in Baltimore. Oh, really? So, hmm. yeah, I just thought about that. That's crazy. Um, he did not have a good day. T.J. Watt was in his behind. Right. Cam Hayward was 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 jumping on his face. I mean it was it was not a it was not a pretty day for uh for Lamar Jackson. I hope that those days come back again. And I hope that this team with these padded practices understand the significance in drop off when this guy is pressured and when he's left to his own devices. And I just I and you know here's the funny thing, Wolf, I don't think they and, and I, I say this cautiously because I because I believe I said this similarly last week. They're not the Ravens' offensive line of old, right? Mm-hmm. There, there's no Marshall Yonda on this right. o- on this offensive line, right? There, 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 there's no there, there's no Jonathan Ogden 
of this offensive right. line, right? And Ronnie Stanley's been down. They're they're one and, the one guy that you know you would look at and go, wow, you know. But so yeah. he, now he practiced yesterday, so th- there's a. I think it sounds like a probability he may be back, but you know Pat McCarry in in that position there. I'm, I'm sorry, I think you can you can use yeah. him and abuse well, him and even. Well, and even Orlando Brown's not there anymore, right? right? I mean, oh, yeah, exactly. So, 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 so there's a lot. There's a lot of pieces missing. Ben Powers not there, right? right. Um, you know this t- this offensive line is not the same that he's used to. And I know, yes, he's winning. Yes, he's playing at a high clip. But when you're talking about the potential that our defense has, if you if you if you can wrap tackle and be sure, those outside dogs will hunt. Right, they will. No yeah, question. Highsmith and the Watt. They they will be like my dog running around the bicyclist this morning. You know what I'm saying? Like like if you <laughs> you let the leash off, <laughs> that's it. That's exactly it. you let you're them off going the to leash. have a ter- yeah. You're gonna have a terrible time wrangling them. <laughs> exactly. So think about this, Max. T.J. Watt has an eight game sack streak versus the Ravens. You know, I'm I, I'm getting more excited as we're talking about this game because you're starting to look at this thing and think, okay, this is you know, the Ravens just bring out the best. There's certain fights, you know, that you see the the Ali, the Frazier, George Foreman. Certain fights bring the best out of you. You know what I mean? Because there there is that sense that if I'm not at my very best, I can get blown out of the stadium, you know, or out of the boxing match or whatever the UFC match. However, it is. An opponent that is so dangerous brings the very best out of you because you know how that if you are not at your very best, things can go really bad. So it heightens that sense of intensity and the miles, you know, the, the RPMs in your in your gourd when you go into that game. Yeah, no, it, it's, it's you know, to quote your brother, which he t- I forgot to tell you, he said he loves you. Oh, tell um, him I, I return it. Well, I was talking to him last, <laughs> yesterday. Um you know, one of the things is, you know, Ron Wolfley. See, I have to, have to make the distinction because I can't say wolf anymore <laughs> yeah. um, when referring, since you are the brother's wolf. Um, yes. He says you have to go in here with, with a dark heart. Yes. And and I believe that's true. In this game, you you you've got you've got to have ill intentions. Um, not to say it needs to be illegal or anything. No, you know no, what I'm no. saying? I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not saying go no, not and play it. outside the constraints. But within the letter of the law, there's a lot of leadway. There's yes. a lot of gray area that you, that you, that, that you, you, can, you can be on a muted pallet for this one. Um, you, you, can, you, you can drive a guy from whistle to whistle. You can beat the living crap out of a guy legally. Absolutely. Without, Max, Without getting in trouble, we always used to say back in the day, you got to, especially as an offensive lineman, you got to have a thick face and a black heart. That was the saying, yeah. you know. And that's no, you ask no quarter, you give no quarter. That's one. Of, that's no. the rule of the the law of the trenches. And the second thing is, a thick face is a guy who is absolutely immune to criticism, not worrying about things thrown at him, yelled at him, said to him. Or any of the outside noise from the locker room not bothering him. You've got to have that thick face, and that's that's in essence what it, what you've got to go into this game with. Yeah, no, you have to, and, and you have, and you have to be ready for it to be dirty. Yeah, and, and you know what? For the Steelers, that's how you got to make. If you want to win this game, it's got to get dirty. It's got to get muddy. It's got to become a tussle. 
yep. or a fist fight. You know what I'm saying? Like yep. you get, you got to get in there and you have to make them because if it becomes cute and finesse, we're not cute and finesse right now. <laughs> yeah. Right. We're, 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 we're not, we're three yards in a cloud of dust at best. So why not bring them into the pig pen? Why not? <laughs> you know, Lamar Jackson does not like the pig pen. I can tell you that right now. It's muddy. He can't right. really run around. You fall down. You're, you're beautifully clean, white uniform. That's gonna, probably going to come into the stadium. It's going to get dirty. You, you don't you don't want that if you're a clean guy. I remember Jason Taylor had the all-white <laughs> dolphin uni. Listen, this doesn't get a stain. We ain't got no problems. That's They don't want that. They don't want that physicality. So you have to bring it. And if you do that, I don't know if this team is willing to go to the deep end. And that's where you have to be prepared to go. Whether you need floaties or water wings, I don't care. Just make sure you take them to the deep end and see if they can sink or swim. But if you let them play in the shallow water, you're going to be in trouble. Zay Flowers and Mark Andrews and Gus Edwards or whoever else is back there running the ball, Justice Hill. If, if you play in the shallow water, you will be purposely, you will be woefully disappointed in the process. There you go. Absolutely. Okay, my friend, we're going to take a break and we're going to come back and wrap it up in the bell lap. You're in the locker room. Wolf starts in the ninjas back after this. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right. Bell lap time in the locker room. (laughs) That is correct, Wolf. We are in the last segment of the day. Um, Before... I get to this awesomely crazy news story. I want to make sure that our Steelers Nation knows you can gear up with the latest sideline apparel, hats or jerseys of your favorite players, authentic memorabilia, custom items and exclusives you can only find directly from the team at one of the official Steelers Pro Shops located at Acreshire Stadium, Grove City Premium Outlets or Tanger Outlets. Or if you don't feel like having human face-to-face interactions, you can shop online at shop.steelers.com. Uh... Yeah, and, and of course, this weekend being Crucial Catch, I have to say, I cannot wait to get my Crucial Catch goodie bag, Wolf, Ooh, for the yeah. game. Oh, you got your are pink, you, you, you got your pink ready, Max? You know, you know, I, I, I'm debating on what I'm going to wear pink because um, because now everything, you know, is, is black, right? Like the hoodie is yeah, black. Yeah. The shirt is black. The hat is like white and black. So I'm like. Where can I get the flair, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, I need to I need to figure out where can I get my Bennigan's-esque flair for this. You know, I, I, I looked in my closet because I was like, man, you know what? Let me see if I can find. I think I have some pink wristbands yeah. that I, I still yeah. had <clears throat> for when I was a player. But, yeah, we don't. We don't go as much pink because it's more like cancer awareness. Correct. Yeah, instead that's of true. breast cancer true. awareness. You know, so... So, yeah, but I have to do that because, you know, I have to say this. My mom is uh, is a 30-plus year breast cancer survivor. Wow, that's so, awesome. God bless. Amen. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm blessed from that perspective, but she's still battling cancer because she has CLL, mm. Mm. which is a chronic lymphocytic 
leukemia, which is a blood cancer, right. something you actually cannot cure, unlike breast cancer. Um, so, but my 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 mom's a beast. I mean, it's in oh, remission yeah, right now. That's that's unbelievable, man. Yeah, yeah, she is. She she's a tough woman. Uh, so you know, which is funny as the story. <clears throat> that I'm about to tell you, Wolf, and I want to okay. get your reaction to. It's also about another tough cookie. Um, so, if I had to ask you, Wolf, yes, what do you think the oldest person to skydive, what their age would be? Ooh, I know George Bush was like, uh, was it his 90th birthday or was it his 80th? Could have been. I don't know. I would say 80s, 90, you know, maybe 90. Wow. I, I can't even imagine because I, you're not, no way am I going out a plain door. All right. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it's it's like my son, Kyle Jacob. He's a major. He was in the 82nd Airborne, right? And he, he's jumping out of perfectly good planes. I said, What are you doing? You know, what are you crazy in that? And he, he says, And one thing for sure, the old man, we're not going to do a tandem jump here, father, son, you know? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's it a, a, a little, it's a little awkward to go reverse kangaroo there, right? You know, yeah. the old guy strapped yeah. to the young guy. Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah, especially when the old guy's a lot heavier than the young guy. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. But I mean, listen, stranger things have happened. Okay. Um, but what if I told you that George Bush is is about is about a couple decades young of that record? Are you kidding me? So. The Guinness World happen? Record was set last May by a 103-year-old woman from Sweden, Linnea Ingegard Lawson. <laughs> did you like that? that I did. That, that was very, Swedish, very Swedish. Yeah, yeah, Swedish, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Plays a movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. God, I, lo- I love those Swedish pigs from Sh- Shrek. Um, oh. uh, but, No. That record is being tempted, and there is a there's there is a young lady who is 104 years young. Oh no! But by, by the name of Dorothy Hoffner, mm. and she, at, that that jumped out of a plane, uh, skydived in Chicago to try and reset the Guinness World Record. They're working on trying to certify it now. Okay, but if, if held, she will be the oldest skydiver in history. At a hundred and four years old, you got to be kidding me! Oh so my, no fear, you know, no fear. That that is a tough cookie. Back in the day, <laughs> Max, I remember in my twenties and thirties, Tunch and I talked about going skydiving. We go, ah, maybe you know, next off season we got to do that. Then about my forties, was like, uh, you know, Tunch would say, "You want you want to go skydiving?" Well, you know, I'm just, I, I got no time this week, you know. By the time I hit 50, the thought of taking it, going out the door, maybe a big bounce, you know, that, 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 no, no, I'm all done. I'm all done with that. There's a lot of ways to get your adrenaline rush, boys, all right? I don't need one that I'm risking my life if something goes wrong. Absolutely. Max, we played offensive tackle on a third and long. With uh, you know yeah. a Reggie White or a Jared Allen, you know what? Those are those are that's pretty life threatening too. Yeah, and and listen, listen, I I I I have gone skydiving. Of course, it's over a pile to clear a guy off, but I mean, you know, I've left I've left my feet and landed on the ground. I, I know I I got a mini sensation of that already. That's, so that's like one of those yeah. Hercules planes yes. flying low. I I can yeah, exactly. The sky. 
Think about it every Not anymore. Not anymore. Not anymore. Oh, what's killing it, man? Yeah, yeah. I was I mean, you know, so it's something that I don't even play with. You know, and I'm like I'm like, listen, listen, God gave me feet and he did not give me wings or feathers. So why why am I why am I going out here and do this? Now listen, if I fly in an airplane, that's a different story. It was a mechanical machine built to transport people through the sky. I'm not going to jump out of a perfectly good airplane. <laughs> no, why wa- I mean, I mean, why waste that fuel? Why, why waste that fuel? I, 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 just to take me up and say, you know what? I got, I got the rest of the way, guys. I'll see you at the bottom. No, now, think no. about this now. I got a phone call. Kyle Jacob, my son. All right, Major Kyle Jacob went out. He was. They were at oh Fort Bragg, I think it was, and they were doing a uh, a mass exit jump with uh, British commandos. And they went out, and he jumped, and somehow one of the British commandos undercut him. He let, literally was he landed on the chute of one of the British commandos. If you can believe this, he's like a thousand fifteen hundred feet in the air, and this this chute he lands on, he has to run to keep his chute inflated, so it doesn't you know he doesn't like crash. He ran off the canopy, you know couple thousand feet up near are you kidding me i was like what what are you doing i would have i would have died at that moment just from heart failure of trying to run on a canopy a couple thousand feet up in the air you got to be kidding me you know but i mean that's what these what? guys do yeah you just sheesh oh no yeah uh, i'm like man, son I, I... don't tell dad anymore about it i might have a heart attack just listening <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Those are the things where you're like, listen, I, I, I don't want to know, son. Listen, <laughs> yeah. listen. Just make sure you call me and just tell me all is fine. Tell Let me, me be good. ignorant about this. Oh, <laughs> yeah, tell me you're man. good. <laughs> Absolutely. I don't want to know about the near death. Because there's nothing I can do as a dad at that point, no, right? No, no. There's nothing you can do. Absolutely. You just, you're, like, you're, you're like, ah, now, good luck. I'll tell you Go the rest him, of the story. Yeah. <laughs> because I was up at training camp when this happened. And this was, oh, man, I can't remember. I don't know, over 10, 15 years ago. But anyhow, I get this call, and here, that's what happened. But because of the fact these shoots are made to get you down in a battle theater so very quickly because you got a pack on, you got your gun everything, they were on a training mission, you know, at, at Bragg doing this. When he hit the ground, he hit so hard because he was moving so fast because of the fact he came off the canopy, the guy. He busted almost every bone in his foot and tore ligaments and everything. But he still led the exercise to what they were doing was was um, uh, trying to take over an airfield that had been taken over by the enemy. So they were, you know, liberating that airfield. And so yeah. he went through the whole training exercise, including rucking with, you know, 50, 60 pound pack on his back with a with a foot that was so mangled he had to go have surgery and get metal inserted in it. But he finished, and that's when one of his subordinates said, "Sir, we got to get you to the hospital because your foot is, <laughs> is a mess." Yeah. <laughs> you know? Foot. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Ew. Hey, he ah. was tough though. That was my boy. Hey, I was listen. proud of him, but you know, that, okay. that's right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he's like, now go get it taken care of. Him. All right, Daddy loves you. <laughs> there you go. Oh my heavens. Exactly. Oh man. Well, with that, with that note, glad to know Major Kyle Jacobs is doing well. And he is fine. Is okay. Yes. yes. Yeah. Exactly. But we're now at the end of the show, Wolf. I got to make sure we we leave a little time for Wes to do his solo act. 
you know, maybe he'll bring a ventriloquist dummy with him. Uh, and we'll just, we'll just, He's looking we'll just at me call- when you're saying that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Wolf, what are you doing for the next two hours, buddy? <laughs> Listen, we'll, we'll just call him Martha Oates. <laughs> Martha Oates. <laughs> remotes. <laughs> remotes. Re- Remo- hey, listen. Re- re- apparently, apparently, the batteries are dead in the remotes. So, <laughs> go get. Tell them to stop using Rayovac. Go get some Energizer or Duracells. Uh, we're gonna step out of here. We'll be back tomorrow. <laughs> same bat channel, same bat time. You have been inside the locker room. He's Wolf. I'm Max. Engineer Wes, a.k.a. other host Wes, um, as well. And then, of course, Junior junior Ninja somewhere in the building is CJ Sensei Brian LaMartina. Thank you guys for listening today. Go enjoy lunch and make it a great day.